episode of Come Over for Dinner. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today I have a very special guest. Her name is Meredith Wilson, and she is married to Gordon Wilson of Riot in the Dance fame, and of course, mother to Mallory, who's already been on the podcast. She's <laughs> the one who did the Tea Party episode, which was so much fun. Meredith has four grown children, 12 grandchildren, and she loves to garden. Welcome, Meredith. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here, and I cannot wait to hear all about your tips on hospitality, because with a large family. I know you do regular hospitality, including a weekly Sabbath dinner. I do, and we love it. Well, tell me how that got started. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, Sabbath, we always did a Sunday dinner, always a Sunday dinner, and tried to have people over, but we changed to Saturday sometime back in Lynchburg. And I remember it was a hard change because Saturdays were our work day, pizza night, but now we all love it, and it's so much fun. So yes. yeah, just switched over. Yeah. And you have all the children in town and grandchildren? Most of them. I have one daughter in Coeur d'Alene who has two kids. And so they come down sometimes or like this weekend, we're going up there. So that'll be a lot of fun. So much fun. It's great that they're in town or close by, close enough to drive yes. to see. Yeah. And my oldest daughter, Brooke, just moved a little less than a year ago with her six kids and husband here. So now we have an extra eight people at our Sabbath dinner, which has made it super fun. <laughs> an extra table has to be set up. <laughs> yes, it definitely. And some readjusting. And it took me to get up to speed to feed that many people. So, yeah. Yes. They moved from England, which is quite a distance. They did. That's they exciting did. for them to be a part of the family meal. Yeah. And they lived in our basement for three and a half months. So that was also quite fun. Yes, I taught one of their girls in second That's grade, right. and she I got regular updates on the shipping container. Yes. And it yeah. seemed like it, it for months, it just wasn't here. Yeah. And finally, one day when it had arrived and they were going to unpack it, you know, she was telling me about it. I'm like, oh, wow, that's going to feel like Christmas time. It was like Christmas. <laughs> and then they lost the piano. They the piano did. was lost for another month or two. And then they found it and delivered that. So now they have all their belongings. Wow. Yep. What an adventure. Yes. So tell me a little bit more about how you put on Sabbath dinner. Do you cook everything? Do you coordinate with family where it's kind of a potluck style? Or how do you how do you manage feeding that many people every week? Every week. Well, I do both. Like uh, Sometimes my kids are so busy, like Mallory's in the thick of it with little kids. And Dane and Chantel both work full time and they're super busy. And Brooke has six kids, so they're busy. So I like to do it if I can. But a lot of times I'll just say, hey, can someone bring dessert? Dessert, dessert is not my forte. I'd rather just get ice cream and serve that. Um, which is great in the, in the Which is great, time. too. Yeah, I love ice cream. <laughs> and let's see. Um, yeah, so I just pick something and just do the sides. And we put candy on the table for the kids. Um, I, my granddaughters come, I usually hand them little bottles and they fill them with flowers in the summer. They just do whatever they want. I say, go make me a flower arrangement. And they love doing that. And I, and one of the things that has been so much fun, I don't know where this came from, but one of Mallory's kids, when they leave, one of them said, can I have a slice of bread? And so I said, sure. And then it became, Nana, can I have some bread for the woad? <laughs> And so now all of the kids come, Nana, can I have some bread for the woad? That is so funny. <laughs> and it's just a funny thing. So I always want to have something, whether it's candy for the road, bread for the road, just something fun that I want them to remember, remember Nana's house. 
But so. as they're exiting, you know, kids are funny. They'll eat a full dinner, but their metabolisms are so oh fast. They burn it off and are ready for a snack in no time flat. So They are. And they come in hungry, too. That was one of my things. It's like, have hors d'oeuvres for the kids. Get a little... <laughs> Stick something outside for them while a, they're waiting a for small their dinner. Snack so yeah. they're not just Clamoring. starving. Yep. What do you serve for hors d'oeuvres typically? Um, you know, sometimes I'll do like an artichoke dip or a baked brie. For the kids, sometimes I'll just buy the Winco. They have a little meat tray, meat and cheese and crackers. It's not very expensive. I'll put that out there for the kids because they will just eat up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, there's so many children, you probably aren't real concerned about them completely filling up and ruining your appetite you know it probably disappears really quick <laughs> it doesn't and sometimes they just don't even eat much it's funny they're just so happy to be together they go off and play they're done right well what is the favorite menu you might serve when you have your your family over family and friends well one of my favorites is a flank steak with mushrooms and even if you don't love mushrooms, you probably would like these. So it's a flank steak, a grilled flank steak that's marinated. You make a sauce for it. You cook the mushrooms in the sauce. And then there's a roasted red potato salad that I like to make that you can serve cold or hot. So you can make that. I'm a big prepper. Mm-hmm. So make it early. Then I everything's ready for everybody. So I love that. And then I, you know, some kind of green salad with goat cheese and pecans. And as I said, um, a baked brie or artichoke dip. I always have sourdough in the freezer because I'll make extra, put it in the freezer so I can pull it out last minute or whatever, just even for just bread and butter and or bread for the woad. Bread for the woad. <laughs> <laughs> that all sounds delicious. Do you typically do this menu in the summertime when you can grill outside? I do because it's much better grilled outside. What kind of grill do you use? Oh, just propane. My husband's really good. We didn't even get a grill till we moved here 20 years ago. And he has been a master from the beginning. He just is a perfectionist, so he does it well. Well, this yeah. is a great yeah. tip as well. Yeah, yeah. so that's great. <laughs> this he gets is a to grill. where you can get the, the <laughs> husband involved with a grill if you have one. Yeah, and it, and it tells you exactly how to cook the flank steaks. Like two minutes and you want to flip it so it's diagonal stripes. So it looks, whatever, not stripes, but grill marks. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so it it's, nice. it's super fun. And you marinate it overnight? You do, okay. or at least in the morning. Okay. So Before, that's nice. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Hours would work. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about being a prepper. How do you prep ahead for this? Well, this, well, almost for every Sabbath dinner, my table is usually set Friday. You know, if I can get it done Friday. So when we had the Newmans living with us, I would still set it Friday. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> because this is how it has to every be. table would be dirty so they could sit at the island. And they had a table in the basement, but it was really terrible. I set it Friday night. And um, so I do that. I set my table. And I, on the morning, I try to get everything I can get done before noon. Whatever I can do ahead. Then I wash all the dishes. Because I think a big empty dishwasher, when you have company, is the best thing. Everybody can help clear if they want or not. They don't, then you can just do it later easily. So, I really like an empty dishwasher. I have, um, oh, a bucket. We usually do bubbly drinks so the kids can all just grab one. You know, it's just easy because they're big kids. Some of them, well, the oldest is 13, they're not that big. I'm trying to think what else. What are your favorite bubbly drinks to buy? Oh, man, that's funny. I like the Polars. Polars? Polars, but they don't sell them anymore at Winco. Okay, I and don't I, even know what Polars are. Polar is just a, a seltzer. It's, okay. it's seltzer. They're 
Um, they're really good. Actually, Winco. Kind of like LaCroix. Like, uh, so like a LaCroix, yeah. water. Right. It's just like, yeah, it's just called Polar is the brand. Okay. But I sure am a fan of Kirkland or, you know, the Winco brand are really good. Safeway has good ones. The Soleil's are good. But I really thought they were stupid at first. I thought, who wants to buy water? <laughs> <laughs> flavored water flavored water and i love them now so such a oh well. treat for the kids yeah such a treat but it's no sugar it's not caffeine so yeah they right. really like so that so they can drink it and the parents are fine because you know dinner time you don't want them to have too much sugar and caffeine right before no. bed or maybe any yeah. depending on the child exactly exactly <laughs> it can really affect some that's let's see oh another thing is that I, I used to live with a good friend, Lisa Leidenfrost, and we were a wreck in the kitchen. So we would have my husband, who wasn't my husband then, he came in one day and said, you know, the only cabinet you don't have open is this one. So he opened it because everything was open. Every counter was filled with a mess. So one thing I have improved on is cleaning as you go. Just pull the things out that you need, clean and put them away. Don't have your counters covered if you can. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes if you have kids helping, that's the way it is. It's okay. <laughs> but if you can, but if you can, it yeah. helps the chaos be a little more manageable. It does. It does. Yeah. And so even like I have soup night for NSA has a soup night. So I have soup night once a week at my house. So I'll do my shopping the day before my bread will be made the day before my desserts the day before just just the soup. So just as much as I can ahead. And how many do you serve on soup night? Soup, uh, usually it's 24. Well, some up to 33 extra people. And this so. is every week, right? Just you every, said- well, six weeks out of the term. Okay. Six weeks, six out of eight. So okay. that's really fun too. I do remember that that changed slightly. I yeah. know in the beginning when the college was a little bit smaller, all soup nights were at the president's house. They were up, yes. Ben and Becca yeah. hosted soup night for the freshmen, but then it got larger and larger and larger. And so now, isn't it where multiple people, maybe four different Teachers volunteer? Three. There's three three halls. The students are divided up in three halls where they do their competition all for the year. And so I take our hall six times out of the eight, and then Becca does the other two. So that way, the president has all the kids, all the new freshmen rotating in and out over the school year. So that Mm -hmm. that works out really well. That is so much fun. And what a joy to be able to have a place to go and visit with friends, a good hot meal. As a freshman, I think that's when you're first getting your feet underneath you and getting to know people. It's all kind of brand new. By the time you're a little more advanced, you have a a group of people. So yep. Yep. It's super fun. Wonderful thing. So on soup night, you do you have rotating set menus that you do? I do have some that I'm <laughs> the first year I thought, why didn't I write down anything? I didn't even think about it. Why did I do that? Now? Yes, I do. I have some that I try to rotate. I try to have, I'd like to have 12 soups so I could just do them each twice, but that doesn't happen. Not yet. And I don't want to use Becca's times. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> she uses Becca's. <laughs> well, and if they go to her house and you just made the exact same soup, although I'm sure they wouldn't complain. They about would not complain. The same yeah. soup. Two weeks in a row. So you said you do it six times in a term and do you do it every term? Yes. Yeah. And there's four terms. Yep. So I know you can't tell us all 12, but (laughs) what are some of the favorite soups that you found to serve for soup night? Because I can put some links for people to be able to try some new soups and great recipes, especially economical. Like you're saying, when you're thinking of a huge yeah. crowd, sometimes you have to really think through like, what can the budget afford? What are some of the favorite things you found? Oh man, my daughter Mallory found this amazing soup. It's a sausage orzo 
let me think there what's the actual name of it it is where is it <laughs> <laughs> right i have a i have your pinterest okay link, there, so oh yeah it's like sausage orzo and spinach soup sounds so that delicious and healthy is amazing to, and it's so hearty and honestly like my grandkids love that um, there is another one. It is called. Before you move to that one, this okay. description says okay. Italian sausage, orzo pasta, fresh spinach combined in a creamy tomato based broth. Hearty soup that's both easy and delicious. This sounds really good. <laughs> it is. It is fabulous. And serves the crowd. Looks like it does. Yeah. So we just triple that one. Um, then there's a coconut sweet potato lentil soup with rice, which is a half baked harvest recipe, and that is amazing. And if you can make some non-bread with it, it's fantastic. That sounds amazing. Do you make any changes to this recipe or kind of just make it as is? I do make it as is. Sometimes I find when I'm tripling, like I have a gumbo recipe that I overdid and I ended up having so much leftover. So I learn a little bit, like some recipes, you don't really need to triple everything. You maybe use a few less sweet potatoes or a few less something. So, and that's another one. It's a gumbo. Whose recipe? Let me think if that's on here. Anyway, there's a really great gumbo recipe where you make, um, it's called Mrs. Mooney's gumbo and you have to do the roux and you have to sit over that till it browns. And it's, that also is really super spicy and super amazing. And I'm sure with that, if you had children coming over, you could lessen the spice. You could do that for sure. But for all adults, if you were having college kids over, it's probably not necessary. Yeah, there was one NSA kid who's from the South, and he said mine was fine. It was it was actually quite good. So I did feel you know fine a little is- out of my element <laughs> since I'm not from the South. Fine, fine is not real complimentary, but he said very good. He he actually he did say it. It he up. said it was really good. Yeah. I there just didn't go. want to brag. <laughs> go ahead and brag. It's okay. <laughs> and then I also do a Pioneer Woman, this uh, Tuscan soup, the sausage kale potato soup. It sounds delicious. Anyway, that's another good one. Yeah, sausage, potato, yeah, Pioneer Woman. Um, I'm looking at my list here oh, right yes. now. Keep going. I do... Um, my husband's mother made the most fabulous macaroni and cheese, and we do it for the big block party. Was that Grandma Bessie's mac and cheese? That's Grandma Bessie's mac and cheese. And we do like 500 servings for our block party at Grace Agenda. How do you serve hot mac and cheese for 500? Uh, Well, you you get it into a big roasting pan and you cook it and then pour it in, heat it up. And then you have little Rachel Jankovic orders little cups. And so you do little half cup servings with a little wooden spoon and we take them out on trays and they're always gone in the first hour or two. We never have (laughs) enough. They disappear first. I mean, I'm a little daunted to do a thousand. (laughs) That I would think be I'm going to stick with 500. That would be tough. <laughs> so that is one that we do. Um, do you serve that with soup or typically another menu? Yeah, um, that's just for a soup night. I'll just do macaroni and cheese. And it seems it's very carb heavy, kind of like a Southern thing. Like not good for you. Probably maybe I'll do a salad, but I'll always do bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's. But mac and cheese is your main dish. Yeah. Right? Mac and cheese is the main. Get, yeah. My kids love that too. Um, let's see. I can't see anything else offhand. I always do a curry, something over rice, another curry. Um, cornbread, man, there's a really great cornbread recipe here too. 
I should send you that one. Definitely. So, like a chili and cornbread. I'll do that. Chili yes. and cornbread. And cornbread Yum. is a great yeah. a bread. I mean, you were saying you serve bread, sourdough, right. or something like that. But cornbread is a great alternative, especially for chili. It's so good. And this one especially is so good. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to post <laughs> some of these recipes. Again, go to the recipe section on comeoverfordinner.com. And I'm working on a recipe index. Oh, great. Maybe by the time this comes out, I'll have figured it out. But that'd be good. That way, because what happens is, is we share a menu. Right. But then we'll talk about other recipes. And so usually under a post, there's six, seven recipes. And who in the world remembers, you know, let's say someone talked about right. a specific cornbread recipe. Who in, remember, who in the world will remember whose post it's under mm-hmm. and how to find it? So I'm, I'm hoping this summer... I'm going to. You're going to. <laughs> now the that plan. I've said it on here, it must happen. Have a recipe index where you can just go and easily find, like, say, bread. Right. You see a whole list of recommended bread. Right. Maybe a category that says cornbread. And so you can just kind of pick through and yeah. create your own menus or easily find a cornbread recipe you remember being talked about. So, a recipes for a crowd. Yes. Or recipes nice for a crowd. Yeah, just yeah. somehow make a whole index where, you know, and there will be overlap. Like maybe the cornbread is mm-hmm. in the recipes for the crowd and also under breads. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. I need it's to a big, that's out. a big job for your summer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm hoping it's not as big and daunting as it sounds while I'm saying it out loud right now. <laughs> <laughs> Commitment. You are committed. I'm committed. I'm committed. I'm on air saying it. <laughs> So when you're having a big crowd, like for soup night over, do you use all regular dishes or do you use disposables to make life easier? How do you serve that many people? Well, they have these plastic baskets at a, either a restaurant supply store or URM in Lewiston. You could probably get them on Amazon. So they're just a plastic basket. Then they have these papers, checkered papers that go inside them. And then I buy it's a 12 ounce soup cup there. It's not a bowl. So it doesn't take up the room on your oval plastic tray. It's a 12 ounce soup bowl. So you fill the soup and that put it on one end. Then you grab your bread, butter your bread, your cookie or brownie or whatever. And I just serve bottled water. You could have drink dispensers, but it just seems like the water bottled water is easier. The funny thing about the bottled water is everybody feels the need to screw the lid on and put it in your garbage can afterwards, which means your garbage can is if they would just collapse it. So that's kind of a joke. I'll go through and unscrew all the lids and, and squish them in. But yeah, that just makes it really easy. So when they come, it's all just set up right on the island. They can sometimes we do a rice thing. So you do rice and, a, you know, a curry. Um, but yeah. That's how we do that. So then they're holding one thing. One thing. And everything is sitting on there. That plate, yes. And you have disposable silverware as well? I do. Spoons. Usually it's just spoons because it's soup night. So and soup and bread. And everything else is finger food, unless you're doing a salad, I guess, then you exactly. might have, to have a fork. But Right. But generally it is just soup. And then you can do honey butter, which I don't know if anybody's mentioned honey butter on your podcast, which you soften. It's about like you do a cup of butter and maybe half of that of honey and you don't melt the butter doesn't work. You just stir it all in. And that's nice because then you don't have to have butter and jam or some people like sweet. Some people don't. So I'll butter and then honey butter. So your butter definitely just needs to be softened. Softened. Yeah. And yeah, it's yes. It creates kind of a creamy texture. That's easy to spread. Easy to spread. Yeah. So that's a, that's another honey butter is delicious. It is really good. 
and a great option. I think that probably will disappear before the regular butter, honestly. And, and you probably should double what I said, like two cups of butter. Right. Depending <laughs> on your crowd, because it will go yeah, fast. When you have 25 hungry college students. And it's so yeah. easy to make. I mean, literally, you're just putting honey, squeezing honey into some butter. Into that. Yeah. Super easy. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I love honey butter as an option. And then because they're holding everything in one basket, it's easy to, I mean, you could have tables and chairs, but it's mm-hmm. also easy to sit I guess on a, you know, outside or in the living room, they can sit on the porch, on the ground, on the steps, you know, they, they can do whatever they want. So Mm -hmm. super fun. I love that idea. Well, those are great tips for big crowds, but you know, I didn't grow up cooking. I grew up, my mom used cream of everything, garlic powder, onion powder, um, the mashed potato flakes that you mix with milk. Ew. Not no. as good as fresh potatoes. No, and it was just fine. It was part of the time. But I remember where I was when I peeled my first garlic clove. I remember the smell. I remember. I was like, this is amazing. It's just it's you know? different than just sprinkling some garlic powder. It is. For sure. It is. Although I have that in my spice drawer. I do have, I do use garlic sure. powder. Yeah. <laughs> but fresh garlic, fresh onion with soup would be, that would definitely set it over the top. Yeah. Although minced onion in a pinch is really great for soups or dried onions or um, they have frozen onions too. Yes. So you can use those. My daughter-in-law uses those and she loves them because she cries. Oh, yes. (laughs) A lot of people do, you know, they just are really affected by chopping onions. So she loves those fresh, those uh, chopped frozen onions. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah. And you said you make bread ahead of time and freeze Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I make it that day. It just, you know, it depends if I'm pressed for time, I'll do it that day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about dessert? Do you, you said you often have people bring dessert, but if you're serving dessert, you choose ice cream a lot of times. I do. I do. Yeah. The kids love it. Um, I'm trying to think I, yeah, pretty much ice cream. <laughs> hey, with, when you have a, a pile of young children, they, that's their favorite thing. I think, yeah. I mean, they would choose that over any kind of pie or right. <laughs> Although I do like a rhubarb pie that's coming up. So I will do some, I will do a rhubarb pie. I love homemade ice cream. So We'll, do, we'll add that to our summer menu. That sounds delicious. What is your best prep tip when getting ready for company? Do you have any specific cleaning or shopping tips or anything else that you want to you know, share with us? When I was a young mother, I always made a menu. I always knew what I was making the week. You don't have to stick with it, but it does help. You don't want to come home from whatever you're doing and say, what do I make for dinner and take a half hour? So I think if you have a menu, an idea... That is really great. And just shop for that. It saves money. So I did that. I don't do it now. It's just Gordon and me. And I can do whatever I want last minute. <laughs> it's really easy. It's to really get for simple. <laughs> but um, that, and, and just prepping ahead. Like when I had little kids, I didn't know what five o'clock was going to be like. So I would chop my vegetables early. I would just get it during nap time because it, yeah, just made me feel more peaceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when kids are hungry, they are hungry. <laughs> A they lot of are. times adults can eat at six, six thirty, oh, seven, no kids, yeah. you know, but if kids have that early bedtime, they definitely are wanting dinner before that. They definitely <laughs> are. <laughs> what about showing warm hospitality to those coming to your home? What's your best advice? You know, I love having music on something background or something fun. A lot of, um, a lot of times the kids, they, we do some dancing sometimes. Uh-huh. I have to admit it. <laughs> Tell us some of your favorite tunes. <laughs> well, Mallory is is kind of my inspiration on that. The Cha Cha Slide uh-huh. is a really good one. Um, oh, what is it called? The Get Up, Get Up. by 
something brown. Okay. Yeah, he that's a hilarious one. It's fun. <laughs> Sometimes the Cupid Shuffle, although that goes on too long, but the kids really kind of get repetition. They do. And the little toddlers, they they're it's so fun. You should it's record so that. I mean, that is priceless. We do have a little bit on um a video. But not with me in it. Right. You won't catch you me in sure that. You made sure you were behind the camera, not in front of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So back on that. So if someone comes to smile on your face, go out. You know, Gordon is always there on the porch, like welcoming people. He says, oh, they're in the driveway. And he just walks out and welcome. Come, come to the house. I really like talking to the kids that I've like never met. Like, what's your name? How do you, how old are you? What do you like? And sometimes I'll put the little kid next to me at the table so I can talk to them. So I think, I think that's just being warm and friendly. Give them a drink, have an appetizer, just, yeah, just talk. entire family feel very welcome, including the young ones. Yeah. And I love having my kids at Sabbath dinner with new people because they keep the conversation going and they're so much fun. Mm -hmm. So that is always helpful when I have my my right-hand people. <laughs> yes, there's more than one, especially if you have to jump up, go to the kitchen yeah. or something like that. There's they can other just people carry who can it. keep carrying the conversation. Yeah. What other activities do you have for children besides the music and dancing? Yeah, well, the um, I have a lot of toys, a lot of Playmobil in the basement. That's fun. Um, we do live outside. The kids can go out and run. Sometimes we play a really fun game, which is now called Uncle Ball. So Uncle Ball is when you get a bunch of, of small soft balls from Walmart. They're about six to 12 inches. They could be something else. And then you put all the kids in the middle and you get the men on both sides, four men maybe. And then all the kids are in the middle. And then they, it's basically dodgeball. So as soon as you're hit, you're out. The last one standing is in, but you don't get to run from one side. You're stuck in the middle. So you could have balls coming at you from both sides. So the, <laughs> the men like it and the kids like it. And yeah, so that's a, that's a fun game we do. Gordon also does um, a little exhortation for the kids. He doesn't always do that, but he does just because they're cousins. There's, there's 10 cousins that come to our dinner and we want them to get along and to love each other and be loyal and overlook insults, use kind words, you know, all those kind of things. So yes, it's, it's very fun. Teaching second grade. I often said to the children, of course, the Bible verse, you know, love covers a multitude of sins. Yeah. But I, I would tell them, you know, love also covers a multitude of mistakes or irritations or bumps and you know, just problems. Yeah. It's not, maybe not even necessarily a sin, but we can overlook a lot of things. (laughs) Right. And when my kids were growing up, a fool shows his annoyance at once. And you're like, if you're showing your annoyance right away, you're the fool. And so being a fool was kind of a bad word in our family. Right. (laughs) And you know, those exhortations early puts it in their mind so that when it happens, there's that encouragement right there. So that is, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the bigger kids just go off and read. They'll bring books because they just love that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What is your must-have kitchen item and where can we find it? Oh, I hope you can find it. I love the Pampered Chef garlic press. All my kids love it. I think it's a Zliss. Okay. But I don't think they have the exact one anymore because I got it, you know, 25 years ago. Well, maybe that brand or something comparable is online somewhere. There is. there. I did look. There is a Zliss okay. on it's the Y-L-I-S-S. On Amazon, there is something, so I haven't tried it, but... But it looks the same? Yeah, d- similar. Okay. Yes, I haven't similar. tried it. Yeah. <laughs> You're still favoring that Pampered Chef I love line. my... I, yeah. I like the Pampered Chef chopper, too, and I don't know where mine went. That was also another fun thing, but yeah. So does Pampered Chefs sell online? 
I, I don't know, but they sold that brand. So okay. that was their, they didn't always sell their own brand. Oh, so, I see. Yeah. They sometimes pulled in other yes. companies. I didn't realize that. Yeah. You know, if you're using fresh garlic, fresh onions, that yeah. makes it really fast. It is. Yeah. And the kitchen smells good. Oh, I don't think I cry for onions, so I think I'm not like that. I don't either, but I wear contacts, which I didn't realize that that was the, I guess, a natural barrier to getting it to your eyes. I don't know. I mean, I always thought, well, it just doesn't bother me until one time I didn't have my contacts. (laughs) (laughs) Then it did bother you. Oh, wow. (laughs) I remember that from a very, very long time ago. (laughs) The worst is accidentally chopping a jalapeno and then touching your eye. That's the worst. <laughs> it is the worst. If you, I don't typically wear gloves. Some people love gloves, mm-hmm. but for a jalapeno, if you have some disposable kitchen gloves oh, or maybe even ones that you wash, I don't know, but in a pinch, if you don't have gloves at all, you can put a plastic bag over your hand, like oh. a Ziploc bag. That is and excellent. Hold, because you know, one hand is the knife. Right. The other hand, you're holding the jalapeno steady, maybe scraping out yeah. seeds or moving seeds. If you put that plastic bag over your hand and kind of work through that, mm-hmm. so easy. That you is never touch it. A good tip. Yes, Thank you. Because I have burned <laughs> my eyeballs multiple times. Yes. Of course, if you're chopping a whole lot of jalapenos, the gloves would make it a little easier to manage. But usually, mm-hmm. I just have one or two, so I can handle. Moving yeah, my hand around in a bag for a short time. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great idea. I remember that well, one. And you can wash your hands after handling jalapenos, and it still it does it's go. in your skin it's for a skin. while. The juices. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You think you've washed hands, and then you go to rub your eye, and it's still there. <laughs> Surprise! Oh man. So okay, do you have a funny story for us? I or actually do. A story and, oh. in general. <laughs> So when I knew that we had eight people, 10 people, no, eight people moving in our basement, I thought, well, what can I do to make things easier for Sabbath dinner? Because you don't want to tell a 13-year-old to, or give him a ceramic pitcher and don't spill. I just thought, I don't want to want to make life easy. I want them to pour their own drinks. So I Googled on Amazon, finding the perfect plastic pitcher that's light too, so I can pour easily. And that seals completely. So you can shake it, you can knock it over, it won't spill and it doesn't pour too fast. Like a normal pitcher, you know, kids will pick it up, they'll just dump the whole thing in the glass Mm -hmm. and it's on the floor. So I bought this pitcher and I loved it. And it was everything I wanted. You could mix your orange juice, shake it up, mix your lemonade, shake it up. It was perfect. So one time I'm spouting off on my find and I put my lemonade in, but I use sparkling lemonade. So I put club soda on the lemonade. And I was saying, look, you guys, this is so easy. I screwed it down. I shook it and the whole lid (laughs) (laughs) just exploded all over me and everybody else and the floor and the island. And (laughs) it was right at Sabbath dinner. It was so funny. And anyway, so everyone is watching and everybody's watching me and laughing at me because (laughs) Nana just really... (laughs) Just made a mess. She's trying to keep us not from making messes. And there I go, that making the biggest one. Wonderful. But but they are a really great picture. Okay, well, this sounds like another favorite must-have kitchen item, as long yeah. as you don't use... As long as you don't ...carbonated water. Yes. And I've, I've tried to figure it out since, like stir it, but even stirring it makes it come up and bubble over. I don't know. So maybe don't use that for 
Don't carbonate Don't that, yeah. that picture. <laughs> Just do lemonade. <laughs> no sparkling lemonade. Okay. Well, I have to post the link to this one as well. I'll find that for you. That that that's the fun. But I've had many. I feel like there's times we were making homemade egg rolls and having someone special over. And they all stuck together on the plate because I made them ahead because I was a prepper and I didn't put wax paper between. So I've had things that have just been so funny, you know, that you just fail and nobody cares. People are happy to be at your house. Yes. So Well, yeah. I had people over up here in the north after moving and thought, well, I'm going to do some fried chicken pieces. Not yeah. on the bone. I was like, well, I'll make it easy and just, yeah. you know, do... I don't know what I did, sliced chicken breasts or something, but, you mm-hmm. know, strips, fried chicken strips. But I did so many because I also have this problem of way overestimating okay. for the numbers. You know, yes. I feel like we're just going to run we out should of get food, together. and that is the worst <laughs> possible thing to yeah. happen. So I did way too many, and like you, it was just with the stuck egg rolls. Yeah. And I probably did it ahead of time, too, which I don't know. I just, my husband was like, not kindly trying to tell me, um, they need to be crisp. You know, if, you, <laughs> if you're piling fried chicken one on top of the other, it's, yeah. it's soggy. Yes. And so then he was trying to lay them out in layers and oh, dear. I, I don't know. And then they come and it just was, it was fine, but it was like, wow. Yeah. You're this just humbling because, you know, I'm from the South and I'm supposed to know how to make fried chicken. And <laughs> soggy, lukewarm, fried chicken. Yeah, some some dishes you just have to do last minute. Yeah. yeah, you have to do it last minute. And not that it can't be made in big quantities, but I also had not done it for a very long time and was not following the, the standard mm-hmm. operating procedure <laughs> of... of uh, I don't know. I just, I should have practiced before doing it after years of not having done it. <laughs> Man, I'd love your recipe though. That would be fun. It's delicious. Yeah. My mother-in-law did it all the time and yeah. I really should have looked back and or yeah. called her and gotten all of the pro tips because there's technique. It's not just looking at a recipe. It's uh-huh. technique as well. You know, okay. your oil has to be hot enough. Mm-hmm. You have to, like my husband said, put it in a single layer. You want to have air circulating around it. Like you don't want to put it on a flat surface. Okay. Because you know where the oils may be absorbing, yeah, underneath it, so you want to. It needs to drain a little, cool, rack. like a rack or yeah. something, and let it let the let it stay crisp. And yeah, and then once it's, it has to be really crisp, and then it could be reheated in the oven for just a short time. But yes, my mother in law. She was the best at it. I bet. I bet. (laughs) I need lots more practice before I can truly say (laughs) that I have the the official Southern recipe down. (laughs) Well, you need to put that on your blog. (laughs) And then gravy. Oh, yeah. Do y'all do gravy up here? Not for fried chicken. Really? Yeah. No white gravy or, I mean, ours was always the white gravy. I think yeah. there's, there's brown gravy too. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah. y'all are a lot healthier, probably live longer. <laughs> <laughs> probably. In the South, there's this like chicken express is, a, I don't know, I guess you'd call it fast food because you can drive through. You can also eat inside, but it's really funny because everything's fried, you know, chicken, yeah. chicken, gravy, Fried okra, French fries, corn fritters. Everything's good. I remember. delicious, but really not good for you. Not good for you. It's an occasional place to eat. (laughs) (laughs) But it's good for you because it's food and it's happy. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Those are some Southern classics for sure. Although we're starting to, in the South, become a little more health conscious. (laughs) 
but things like, you know, when, when you come up North, I have my sister, my twin sister lived in Oregon for years and years and they're very health conscious and right, you know, organic and, you know, but there's lots of foods that you couldn't buy where I was. I'm bigger cities. I'm sure, Mm -hmm. you know, that had the big markets you could, but Quinoa. Yeah. <laughs> is that how you say it? It's like, no, it's quinoa. Oh, it is quinoa. But it took me a while. Okay. I was like, what is this? Qu- quinoa? <laughs> like quinoa. <laughs> what in the world? Why is it pronounced like that? <laughs> so funny. I know. Where'd that come from all of a sudden? Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, oh, there were other, you know, trends that, that are, you mm. know, were healthy and the thing to, to eat during, of course, people still eat them. But yeah, she introduced me to lots of fabulous things that yeah. we never had tried. <laughs> Faro is another one. Yes. Faro is also really good. Yeah. Is that a type of rice? It's a grain. It's a wheat berry that you boil for 30 minutes and you can throw in a salad or yeah, it's super good. Probably very nutritious. Yeah. Really good. I need to expand my horizon. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's fun. The bread thing. I started making bread sometime in college, but I used whatever wheat was on the count, the store shelf. So it was never very good. And so I, then I did do sourdough and now I'm doing a sourdough, hundred percent whole wheat sourdough bread, which I got off of King Arthur. I Googled hundred percent whole wheat and I found one that's soft and really good, good sandwich bread, good toast. So that's been another exploration of mine because I really, I love bread. Well, for it not to be super dense. Yes. With 100% whole wheat, wheat. that would yeah. be a find. We'll have yeah. to post that recipe. Okay. I'll get that one too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I changed it a little bit because I feel like whole grain bread needs to have a little bit of honey or molasses or something. Otherwise it's just not the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, I will post all of these recipes as well as her items that she's recommended on comeoverfordinner.com. You can go there and find everything that we're looking for or that we've talked about (laughs) so that you can replicate it in your kitchen if you so desire. All right. Do you have anything else to add? I don't. Did I miss anything? That's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been fabulous to hear all of your tips and to hear about your Sabbath dinner and your other hospitality that you offer as well. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Until next time.